We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way, and you'll catch Welcome these eight black, eight black hands with Ankrum, Black Hands Podcast, and Elmecki, and Stewart. Join us now for an hour together, more man. So of talk on education and this, culture. Man. How's everybody doing, Chris? How are you doing, brother? What is new? I'm back. I'm back. I'm in action. It's good, man. I'm all good. I love the way you just kind of did that, though. He kind of just yeah. was like, <laughs> he was like, there's not a lot of explanation. Just know, <laughs> real is back. I'm back. I'm back, man. I'm he, here. He came in. Have you ever seen James Brown doing a, a, a like a, <laughs> <laughs> and they try to put the coat on him and, and he just I'm back. Coat yeah, that's, that's I'm him. back. <laughs> Sharif, how you doing? Because we know Chris is back. How you doing? <laughs> doing well, man. Doing well. Good to see all y'all, man. I missed y'all. I missed you too, man. You know what I'm saying? It's it's okay for black men to show love and affection towards each other. Thank you, brother, for not being toxically masculine. Feminine and masculine energy. I got balance. I'm, I'm I feel good. you, man. I feel you. What you I don't know. I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> I, I don't know either, but I don't know what's going on. But like but we tried to do a show on on on, on uh toxic uh masculinity yeah. and you, and you, and you, I definitely uh, did not want to do that. You I want to do a show on toxic Ray. Like when Ray is toxic, I want to do go. a show on that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Ray, you got so many nicknames. Now you got. I'm the most non toxic person on this <laughs> oh. podcast. So you <laughs> sound just like the president of your party. You sound just like Trump. It's just <laughs> Bro, I'm like the least racist person ever. <laughs> you're the black right. like Ray. Is that, right. you gonna say I that? Give, I give off real good energy, man. Like yo, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. You about to say, that. Ray? How are you doing, brother? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking, man. It's good to be on the show with everybody on the show, man. I love this energy. Let's get it. You know, man, I'm happy to be here, too. You know, the best moments for me, honestly, is like the moment right before we push record. I mean, once we set up the Patreon and we got we know y'all really with us, you can probably get some of those. But um, those are my favorite moments when we kind of catching up, just shooting it, trying to figure out what we about to do. And uh, that, that I, I really Look forward to those moments. Uh, we got a really interesting show today. Um, Chris has something that he brought to us that was kind of shocking when I saw it. And uh, my heart kind of went out to this person. But I'm going to let Chris kind of lay the groundwork around what we're going to talk about today. And then we'll, we'll add some other elements to the conversation. Chris, it's all you. All right. Dateline, December 12th. 2019, Bethesda <laughs> Magazine, the headline says, this is just people screaming. Tensions boil over at school boundaries meeting. And y'all have heard me say this before, that there is nothing that makes parents more savage than changing the boundaries <laughs> in a school district. As a former board member, I want you to know this is what makes people savage. There was jeering. There was yelling at, the, at this meeting in Rockville. And basically it was the, the, the consultants that the school district, Montgomery County Public Schools hired to help run these community meetings around changing the boundaries. And at this meeting, there was a young lady who was leading the meeting and she was trying to keep some order. And at one point she got very emotional because she, she, she basically had taken in all of the hate that people we're giving. There are people that showed up just to derail the meeting because they don't want their boundaries to change. Right. Uh, and, and by the way, America, this is the school district that's known for integration. Anyways, the one breaks down and these grown ass people in, in the crowd jeer and make fun of her and, and poke at her <laughs> while she's breaking down and having a moment. Not an ounce of compassion in this room full of people. I, let me end by saying this. I put it on my Twitter today that this is a sign to me that we're not all meant to go to school together because I do not want my kids anywhere near these barbarian entitled privileged parents ever. Right. I don't want my kids mixing with their kids. I don't want to see them at the cookout. I don't want to have to go do no PTA stuff with any of them. Anybody in this room. This is a commercial for segregation. Anyways. Oh, wow. That's the story. That's the setup, man. Well, Chris, what are we about to listen to right now? Like, who's the, so the person talking is this lady. Listen to the video. The woman who is talking is the consultant. She is trying to um, hold it together. I think her nerves got the best of her in this situation. And uh, you can hear what happens for yourself. And just so you know, because you can't see it, she is a black young lady. This room, I'm, I'm looking at the video right now. 
I see like two black faces around there, but it's mostly uh, it's mostly not black. So here. Mm-hmm to numbers and data points to be plugged in. You know, the fact that someone chose to attack a model in elementary school to be a single parent with a disabled mother, you know, translates into a tri symbol in an equation that generates an outcome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, and I, I really appreciate you saying that and I appreciate you hearing that. Um, that's, once again, part of why we're here tonight, why we're going to be doing more public meetings, why we want you to share this information with your facilitators so that we can read this information and not understand children as data points. We do not want to understand children as numbers. I don't think anyone at my office does. I personally don't. It really saddens me to hear that people think that. That is absolutely not the case. Wow. Numbers and data points to be plugged in. So that was a video before it started to loop again. And um, that's kind of hard for me to watch uh, and listen to, uh, even more difficult to watch. And we will, I'll try to link the, the video into the, the show notes. But reactions, fellas. And this is, uh, you know, and people may, and we said, we talked about it before where it's not Montgomery, Alabama, it's Montgomery hmm. County, Maryland. And the fact that, you know, we think, we think our children are safe, you know, north of this or west of this or east of that. And, and it's not true. Like, you know, the, the, the fact that people just have no regard for children, um, you know, and can just vilify them for, you know, you know, it's a back to the schizophrenia, right? Are you, you see people saying like, oh, let's, you know, have children speak their voice and y'all need to listen to children, right? Mm-hmm. A child stands up, you know, and one of the, the folks, she's talking about her little brother and she wants her brother to be in a diverse situation and the way they respond. You know, and it it just it just makes me think it just hearkens the images, you know, and, you know, I was just in Montgomery, Alabama, right, with these students. And you see these images of youth being lynched, youth being harassed and murdered, but people just like surrounding, jeering and like, you know, this kind of wolf pack mentality about diversifying a school district, right? And the thing about it, this is Maryland. So it's happened in Montgomery County, but guess what? In Howard County, some of the same issues are going on. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it's like if this is a pervasive issue. Um, you know, you had you had the district uh not too long ago who said that we're just seceding from it. You know what, y'all turn it's too many people of color coming in here. We're we're breaking out, we're not gonna be part of this district anymore. It's that same mindset. And then we got other people who are like, no, please keep us. Please make sure we can go there with y'all. They don't want you, bruh. They don't want you. Protect your children. And you know what's funny about this case is that the consultants that they're jeering in this tape um, are not even going to make any recommendations about boundaries. But apparently it had went out on a Facebook group to these uh, this parents group that they were. So they showed up just to derail it, just in case. And, and, and here's like the ironic part, right? Because this is a district that's known for integration. Uh, it says in the story here, the community members have organized in opposition of the analysis, saying that they fear busing and breaking up community schools, right? Um, now, now, this is schizophrenia mm-hmm. because unions are always telling us we need community schools. And these people, these white folks are trying to use community schools as an instrument to keep their kids segregated and not put them on buses, right? And it says, uh, there are more than 5,000 people in the Facebook titled Montgomery County uh, Neighbors for Local Schools Without Redistricting. So, so we are seeing the emergence in an integration district. We're seeing the reemergence of the White Citizens Council. Yep. who are trying to use community schools as a way <laughs> to keep your kids out of their, their, their thing. And we steady trying to like chase them down and put our kids with their kids. What the hell's wrong with people? <laughs> like, this is the worst commercial for like integration I've ever seen in my life. If I lived in this county, I would pull my kids out right now. My black children, I'd pull them out right now. Right. Bro, I think that this is like a perfect commercial for like homeschooling my kids, bro. <laughs> Yo, I'm serious, man. Like we yeah, talk man. so much about like, you know, just not wanting our kids to be around us, man. I just, I could, as a parent, I couldn't rightfully expose my kids to anything like this, man. Like I, I love my babies too much to have to have them go through this. I would, I would take them out of school. I would homeschool. 
I mean, it felt it felt a, a little bit like Trumpish. Um, but every black person I'm going after my president, bro. But you know, but you guys <laughs> mentioned a couple of people. So so Sharif, you mentioned one person who stood up. They also heckled a student. Um mm-hmm which you don't see on this tape. And at one point, an older black woman stood up and said that she was part of the first integration efforts back in the seventies, older woman, gray hair, standing up, telling her story. And they heckled her ass right down too. Yeah. yeah. Right. They sat her down. Listen, what is wrong with black people standing up in a room, begging and crying and pleading? have Have you been seeing my post lately, man? Like I've been like, I just been on this hype around, don't go with, go where you celebrate it, not where you tolerate it, right? That's right. And if That's it right. don't exist, build it, right? And like this is why I get so I'm I'm so unsure and confused when I see black people going against the apparatus of what charter schools are because I feel like we built our own schools before, and I feel like you know it's much more difficult, and I think it's much more difficult to do privately because it's it's expensive, it's a lot, right? And I just want to see more people utilizing laws that we could kind of exploit to build the type of education spaces that we need for our people. Like, but we live in a time, man, where like things have gotten watered down. Like there, there, there used to be a time where you didn't go in certain neighborhoods and do certain things. And because you had, there was some actual fear around what might happen to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just think that we live in a time where we don't show up for our community in that same type of way anymore. They showing up for theirs. I think every other group is starting to get, the more fervent they get around their communities and being able to stand up and say whatever y'all heard on a different show where Ray was talking about, you know, that community where a school was trying to enter and that whole community was like, nope, writing letters and saying, we don't want them little the hoodlums in our neighborhood or whatever. Everybody. No, no, no. They didn't say hoodlums. They said black nigga boy. But yeah, right. And like, but like, it, Bro, ain't nobody said black folk. nigga boy in like 50 years. That's <laughs> right. what I said. That's <laughs> what I said. <laughs> must, they yeah, say yeah, yeah. But they ain't said that. I mean, like, what Danny Glover movie oh. did you get that out? <laughs> he read the letter. He, he read the letter on the last episode, right? <laughs> and, and the letter that they got, right? And I just feel like, like, I don't. I, like we used to live in places that there, there was a, some type of shell of protection around our people on that. Right. Something should have happened at that place. I'm not advocating for violence, but like if I'm there and that's my mother or my wife or my sister or something and like my that. daughter, like, right. man, like exactly. Right. Man. And, like, and Charles, to be real, though, you said you're not advocating violence. Let's just be real. What was going on in that room was violence. was violence. That was yeah. violence. That was psychological violence. That that was a recre- recreation of a room that has been like that in 1970, 1950, 1920, 1910. That room, we have seen that room before. That room is like like one of them shows where people leap through time and they, they go back to the yeah. same. Quantum 19. leap. Quantum, 19. Leap. 19. quantum leap. That was a quantum leap to 1920 in that room. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. And then, and this sister, her name is Kara uh, Michelle, apparently, urban planner. Um, well, apparently went to went to school down there. Mm. Oh yeah, and, yeah. She, they were yelling at her. Telling they were her yelling at her like, "Go back to New York. Go back yeah. to New York. Right? Yeah. Like, get out of here. You carpet." What's that sound anger. like? What's that sound like? Exactly. Shit, whole country, don't it? Uh huh. Go back uh-huh. to your did shit, you say, country. Did you call her a carpet bagger? That's what they were saying. Like, get out of here, <laughs> carpet yeah. bagger. Yeah, man. This, uh, God, I mean, I don't hey, know when y'all getting your hey, reference. So, 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 so listen, <laughs> uh, man. Hey, they bringing us back there, man. But hey, listen. So they say the benefits. Twenty nineteen or nineteen nineteen. The benefits of diverse schools. So each one of y'all, I want y'all to tell me y'all's feelings when y'all hear this statement. Students in integrated schools have higher average test scores. Um, they don't. So that's not, I mean, I, I, like I do research, like that is, that's the impetus of like research that I've done here in California. Like in that event that we just held for Sobio, one of the things that we held up, as I said, look, here's a list of these schools that are quote unquote, the most integrated schools. So Oakland tech is like the best one here. That's where, if you want to be a public school parent and white, right. And progressive, that's where you send your kid because you say my kid's in a public school. And if you white, things go actually really, really well for you. But we looked up the numbers for black folks um, of who was actually graduating and able to apply to college. And even though the graduation rates might be, they're, they're, they're saying like, I don't know, super, it's 87%. At that integrated school, only 39% of all those black students were even eligible to apply to a university. So the, you can take your integration. If that's what integration means, then I'm good. Yeah, let, let me um, 
throw this out there because you do research. A couple of y'all do research. You know statistics better than I ever will. Um, but I, I, I'm reading this book called The End of Average. And in the beginning of it, it talks about how the Air That's Force, funny. yeah, how the Air Force, uh, they wanted to stop all these planes from crashing. So they actually like took a look at the pilots and said, what is wrong with y'all? Like what's going on? And they figured out that the seats in the plane wasn't made the right way because it was made for the average pilot. Right. And when they looked at like thousands, this is the point. When they looked at thousands of pilots over time, they figured out that there wasn't a single one that was average. Like, like if you were to average everything out and, and say the average pilot is like, you know, 5'11". What they figured out was all the things that made an average pilot, they, they couldn't find one pilot that fit that. So we got to stop saying stuff like, on average, kids do better in integrated schools. Because right. my kid doesn't go to school on average. My kid goes to school in specific, right? <laughs> and, and what I need parents to do is when you hear that, look at your surrounding suburbs and pull up the stats yourself. And, and take a look and listen. If they're knocking it out of the park with black children, by all means, run, run to it. But what I'm going to tell you right now is in our suburbs <laughs> around the Twin Cities, if you look up how they're doing with black children, to say that they're doing better, they might be doing one, two, three or four points better while they're stripping those kids of all their, their culture <laughs> and, and their self, their pride and dignity and whatnot. And you get in a couple of test scores, uh, a couple of notches up on a test score. Listen, there's no such thing as average. And Charles, you said it, you do research. Um, we're going to hear this again. Oh, kids do better on average in integrated schools. Do they? Well, that, do they? well the, biggest, the biggest term that they don't want you to do when you do this, this type of stuff, when they're trying to do like the integration argument is disaggregation, right? Disaggregation is one of the biggest things that folks run from because it makes you accountable for groups, right? You don't get to be just accountable for the whole. I mean, even in the, I mean, my book talks about, my book talks about these successful black kids that have graduated from these schools, but they leave broken, right? They're leaving like broken and, and it, it shows itself back up. But I mean, this sister, man, like, thank you, Sharif, for sharing her, 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 her credentials and who she is. I mean, you know, this is the work that I did for the district. You know this, right? Like, this is what I did under Antoine's work my master's in public administration, like in that urban planning kind of space. And when we plug that thing, guy, well, because one of my masters, but the reason, the reason why I say that though, is one, because people believe that white ice is colder. Right. But two, like one of the things that you go through is like, you have to go through this stuff around trying to bring in voices and community voices. So I would have my meetings in white neighborhoods were very different than my meetings in black neighborhoods. And what I learned, and I hope that this sister learns is when I was in those white neighborhoods, I built up such rapport with my people that they were coming to my meetings. So like when, when, when folks tried to step out of line and kind of say some stuff that stepped out of their progressive values and kind of to sound like these other people, I had people from the NAACP. I had older black folks that would stand up and say, nah, he's one of ours. You're not going to do that. And these are the facts. And like, if y'all, I thought y'all was about equity and equality, but now you want to talk about quality, you want to talk about quality neighborhood schools when we up, up the hill talking about the schools where your kids are at. And I, I just, but she shouldn't have been alone like that. She shouldn't have been up there by herself where nobody stood up for her. You feel me? Like that's just. I mean, but she was in a room full of, remember the, the, the part of the meeting was just to share information, have little small group conversations, mm -hmm. get feedback, right? Like, so it would, you know, she probably went in there like, Hey, we're just, we're faci I'm facilitating. I'm not coming to say this is what she we're did doing. Say that. I'm, yeah, but they didn't care, right? Like, they, no. you know, and it's not, and the thing about it, it's not, and I, you know, we're talking about Montgomery County, but I, you know, what I want to convey and double down on that, this is everywhere. You know, Chris talked about the suburbs of Minnesota. I just wrote a piece, my last piece that I wrote was about Upper Dublin High School in, outside of Philadelphia, one of the wealthiest uh, places in the state. Right. And they just they just had to do a, a settlement. Eight percent of their population, student population are black, but 50 percent of the suspended students were black. Kids were having detentions for the rest of the year, being suspended left and right. Like and so then eventually a lawsuit came out. But they even looked at at the academic piece. Right. So eighth grade, even if you were doing extremely well in math. There's no way in the world they were going to put you in an in a honors class once you got to high school. Mm. They were like, I don't care what you did, what you accomplished. You're not sitting next to these white children. So it's a so-called integrated school. Kids are there. 
but they're like relegated to the basement. They're relegated to the detention room and they're relegated to get that pink slip out the door over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, people tell you all the time, like separate, uh, separate, but equal will never work. And I'm like, well, you know, together and unequal won't work either. Right. Like being together is not working for us. But but I, I want to go back to this one point here. Five thousand people in a Facebook group. When's the last time you saw five thousand people in a face group that that wasn't hip hop related? First of all, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do the, this. Um, this a group of third grade teachers is like over a hundred thousand. I'm in a couple of beekeeper beekeeper yeah. groups. They're pretty large. The beekeeper groups in the Northeast are pretty large. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> okay, but a group, man. I'm moving on, man. I'm not gonna do Ray and this. Ray and I are in a, are in a group that got more than five thousand. That a uh, PhD yeah. group for black. Yeah, a couple, a couple. Yeah, so, 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 so. But the second. point is that all of them are unified oh in their hatred against the group is called the hatred against Montgomery the County no. Neighbors for Local Schools Without Redistricting. Like, how much more specific could they be unless they just said, like, Montgomery <laughs> County parents I'm tr- I'm trying. integrating I'm trying. our schools. It's the, right. Negro, it's the Negro repelling group. It's like, this how do you repel- right. These are the people who walk by with the bleach and put it in the swimming pool because black people were swimming in it. That's what this is right here, right? Oh my God. That's, that's this room right here. But they'll also tell you that, that oh, well, I voted for Obama in 2008. I guarantee you. You mean they would have voted a third time? Like in, <laughs> I would have, if he could have ran again, I would have voted for him again. But keep your kid away from mine. You got to do the voice too? <laughs> but let me I, was, add, I thought it was pretty good, bro. But let, let me I, I was part. pretty good. Yeah. Let, let me add this part in in support of what Chris said because I think a lot of people are getting segregation confused with agency, right? Segregation is bad. Segregation is by law forcing people apart and not having, not letting them be able to drink from the same water fountains or have access to the same schools. Mm-hmm. This is very different when black people are choosing schools that they want to go to. That's not segregation. If I build a school that's open to anybody and whoever can apply applies and black and brown people choose to go to that school disproportionately to, to, to other schools, that isn't segregation. That's actual self-advocacy and agency. I just want to be very clear because segregation bad, right? Like that is, that is bad. Um, but forced desegregation in the name of, I'm going to actually break, break up a black school or a black and brown school because they don't have enough white people. That's, that's, that's a problem. That's, that's something very different. That's violence. That's kind of it like, it's a, it's a new yeah. version of the black wall street, right? Like, Oh, you got something you thriving. Oh, you know what? You ain't got enough white people that we're going to break that up. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's a problem. So whether it's, However, I'm not going, I'm is not, this is another episode that we're doing this. Yeah, that's right. However, is destroyed. <laughs> they, it doesn't matter, right? It's uh, it's nuts, man. But you know what though? But and I was talking to somebody, a good brother. Um, his name is Mark Gaskins, man. He's a good. Bro, you're not gonna be name dropping on our show. No, no Mark is good people. Mark, Mark is Mark great. is good Mark, people. Mark is amazing <laughs> people. But but Mark, but yeah. even we, we were, me and him were talking about uh, Black Wall Street, and I said, yeah, man, like you know these white folks rebelled. He said, no, they didn't rebel. It was a massacre. Like it was yeah. these these black people were prepared. They 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 stood. They had militia skills. They fought. And then these people dropped bombs on them. Like yes. like and and he just reminded me to like when you telling our truth, tell the truth, right? Like like this wasn't just like some people that were upset, right? Like when people when 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 people in power that happen to be white at times like don't like something, they utilize everything in their arsenal. Yes. Yes. To make sure it stays a certain kind of way, and I just want to give him that shout out. This is important, Charles. Though like, sober like, me when he said, "You talking right now?" Now I'm like starting to to become less racist as I as I hear you talking right now. Because <laughs> this is what I'm gonna say. I don't think that that's white people that do that. Right. And I, I think, and I didn't say white people. I said who happened to be white in this instance. That's what I said. But okay, well, who yeah. happened to be white? Uh, I think that's still white people, right? Like if they <laughs> happen to be white, it's still white people, right? Like, I mean, damn, what kind of PhD shit is that? Like, oh my God. It's people who happen to be white. Hey, it matters. Um, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, with your, with your, your fancy book learning. Um, like if you just understand power, period, you don't have to put a color on it. Because right. if I was like Genghis Khan, I would right. <laughs> 
I would come down on you the same way. If you Absolutely. had something, I would ruin it, right? right? If I was Rome, if I was Greece. So black people need to just start understanding power better and, that, and understand that there is no power in constantly begging the people with power to give you some of it or to let you in the room where some of it is. Right. Right. Why would no they power do that? And why would they do that? That's not even smart. That's not even smart. <laughs> not and even they smart. didn't get power by being dumb, right? right. So, so, so this is the trick that's being played on us. At the top level, there's false consciousness because we got white people running for government positions, running for the presidency, who are telling us they're going to put all this money in, into integration. It's a big emotional play. Integration, like segregation is killing us, blah, blah, blah. And away from the false consciousness level on the ground, in the racial reality level, this is what's happening in Montgomery County. This is what happens on the ground. So they're trying to put us in a trick bag where we're between reality and a dream, right? Mm. The reality is people don't want to go to school with us. So no matter how you draw the boundaries, no matter what you do, they're not going to go to school with our kids, right? And at the same time, we got people dangling in front of us at the top levels. Oh, but if we just integrate, it would be great. We're kind of stupid if we fall for that one. All right. So, so segue, perfect segue that stupid if we believe in that. All right. So integrated classroom, <laughs> encourage critical thinking, problem solving and creativity. Go. I mean, yeah, it does. It's Spelman, right? And Howard, <laughs> right? And Morehouse, right? Mm. Because there's no critical thinking going on at Spelman, right? Yeah. Like they just went out. Oh my God. They're so bereft of critical thinking skills at Morehouse. We got to fix this. Can we bring in, what was that dude that Ricky Smiley put, made famous? Vanilla Funk, the one who was like doing the marching band. Did y'all see this? Yes. Uh, <laughs> y'all see this? The yeah. one white boy who transferred to a, to a black, historically black college. If that's what integration looks like, then I'm okay with it, right? Because mm-hmm. maybe they can improve their critical thinking skills mm-hmm. by coming to classrooms where they're the minority, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll help them with theirs. Oh, yeah. that's Why'd you bring that up anyways? You think that's true? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would you bring no, that up? Because I'm, I'm on the benefits of diverse schools on the Montgomery County website, and I just want y'all to dispel all these myths and whatnot. So I mean, attending a diverse argument though, right? Attending a diverse school can help reduce racial bias and counter stereotypes. <laughs> racial bias of black people? Like, you know, is that what it is? Like the stereotypes black people have about people? Like who who are they talking about? Who benefits? Um, right. Like, I think most most of these diverse schools or so-called diverse schools, man, they, they want a website with a little color on it. At the end of the day, that's, that's what they true. want. They, they want a brochure they want a website. They want a yep. brochure. They're not about that equity and just life. I mean, like we, we just see it over and over and over again. But what Chris said reminded me of this, uh, this quote. You know, I love butchering quotes, but it's I know you do. He does. He's <laughs> about to make a filet out of this one. Where yeah, is that's it? right. Check Say this out. <laughs> Power concedes nothing without a demand. It never did and it never will. Find out just what any people will quietly submit to. And you have found out the exact measure of injustice and wrong, which will be imposed upon them. And these will continue till they are resisted with either words or blows or with both. The limits of tyrants are prescribed by the endurance of those whom they oppress. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. limits of tyrants are mm-hmm. prescribed by the endurance of those whom they oppress. Mm-hmm. So whether you're quietly submitting or whether you're begging, it ain't gonna work. You know, I appreciate that quote. And I actually wanted to just double tap on, uh, I said that to get a reaction out of Ray. Uh, I wanted to double tap on uh, something that he said though. Just it's around the click, right? Whatever. It's, it's double click. Get your get your like you, you know, know millennial. Get your millennial skinny jean things right. Is that right? <laughs> it's, it's it's double click, bro. It's not double tap. But uh, <laughs> but but no. But to go back to what you're saying around like what what does diversity help? Right? Like what? Like you know what, man? Like I think t- two shows ago when we talked about you know infusing this the education system with more black educators because that's a diversity of thought though, right? And like, I'm like, okay, let me look at my life, right? I went to going to school in different cities. That helped me see some things a little bit differently. I still was around mostly black people, but it's diversity of thought. That's helpful if you only live in one bubble or whatnot. But when, when, when these people are talking about, I guess the issue I took with the what you read, Ray, from that website is it's a hollow message. It actually doesn't mean anything. It's just a saying that makes people 
feel better. Better for whom, right? Is it better for the black folks, the white folks? Because uh, it, it's, it's, it's what Chris was saying earlier. When we talk about just general averages for everybody, well, we know that that's actually not applicable to most people. It's just a happy medium that doesn't actually serve anything. So the one thing that diversity helped me out, I went to a black high school in Emory and I, I left my senior year because my basketball coach didn't come back and my family moved to Stockton. And then I went to a much larger school that was where black folks were not the majority, they were the minority. And the only thing that that helped me with is to see just how much of the low end of the stick we was getting resource wise. All it did was make me mad. I wasn't more, you know, and I met a lot of black folks that didn't really understand their blackness in a lot of different ways. I met a lot of folks that were struggling with a bunch of different things. Um, and oh yeah. And the black folks didn't just automatically do better at that school because it was integrated. But what I did see was, Oh snap. Like, Folks are willing to give more money here. Folks are willing to give more time here. And when when white parents don't like something, they got a lot of power to change stuff. And I got to see that firsthand. So, I mean, I, Wait. I, I just I'm appreciated sorry. what... No, go ahead. I was appreciating what Chris said because yeah. Yeah. talk about diversity. It's not just people, like, but how are you like having being diverse in thought? And when they say this, they only mean black folks. They only mean like interrupting these like black spaces because they, I think people know that there's power in black spaces. So, so I, I really don't want to bring her up on this episode, man, but we got to talk about this is a perfect segue to Elizabeth Warren and her, her thoughts <laughs> in terms of like, in order, if you're in a, if you're in a school that's predominantly black and brown, then how to improve the school is by parents, um, being in the schools more by them. Uh, what what what, what does she want them to do? She wants them to. She wants them to go go volunteer. Volunteer. Help, help volunteer their time. Pick up the crap. Pick up the banana peels. Paint the walls. Don't stop you bitches. How, stop ripening. Put the roof how, back on. Okay. All right. So we know how Chris feels about that. Reef. 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 How I mean, do you? How did you feel? Thing. Yeah. You know. I mean. I mean. It's just. It's again elite. You know. Some millionaire lecturing families about what they should be doing like that. I mean, that's that, like, it's tired. Like it just goes on. And, and then, then you got people like she right though. We, like first you want them to work. Then you want them to like, Oh, that ain't enough work two shifts. Now running, running and volunteer at the school all day. Right. And the thing about it, and it's just a hypocrisy that gets on my damn nerves. Cause when she worked at university of Penn, she put her kid at Haverford high school. What, so 30, talk to the people about it. what's Haverford have, have High, High School probably costs like thirty five thousand dollars a year. Now it costs more what, than you pin. <laughs> now what she what she could have done what she could have done was when she finished her classes at, at you know at Penn or instead of going to her class at Penn she could have put her 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 child at one of those neighborhood schools before they gentrified the mess out of them and went and volunteered there. She ain't do that. Mm-hmm. She took her butt right up main line and said, "Oh no, baby, you going here." But now she's talking about, oh, this is what y'all should be doing. You could have did that. You could have, you know, show me. You could have did that. You could have modeled. Don't talk me to death. To that, do. That's it. Don't talk me to death. Let me see you do it. Yeah. But, but Ray, I don't think you set that up the right way. Right. Yeah. What do you mean? Because <laughs> whoa. Well, here's the setup. Here's the setup. I don't think you set it up the right way. Here's the setup. Here's the setup. So model yeah. it. Model it. Oh, model it. Elizabeth Warren running for yeah. president is sitting with Lily, the head of the National Education Association, gotcha. trying to prove to her that she's the educators candidate. She's the candidate for educators. And she says, I used to have people come to my office saying all the time that I love my charters. And I would say to them, now she's talking about talking directly to charter school parents who came to see her as an elected official. And she said, I would tell them what happens to the kids you left behind. If you think your public school ain't good enough, you need to go back to it. You need to go. So she is telling, a millionaire (laughs) is telling another woman who runs the educators, like National Association, how she used to beat up on poor parents who came to tell her that they love the charter. Somebody send me the clip. Right. Let's, let's hear what right. she said. I know somebody oh, has a bunch hey. of folks that have cut it. Uh, so so, so, so let, me, let me just chime in for a second. Yo, Chris, that setup was amazing. <laughs> I, yo, my, yo, yo, my setup was ass. Like, what do we, like, let's, like, real talk. Like, what are we expecting somebody to, like, really go up there and do? Because every time we bring up anything else about the system, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... 
I don't know, man. I it, 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 I think we're in this election part, man, and people are just really pandering in, in, in a different type of way. And it, it, it's just kind of hard to see because we watched we watched Sarah Carpenter talk to her and, and, and they had like a good conversation. They hugged and embraced afterwards, even though people wanted to paint Sarah like this, um, like she bullied her or beat up on her. Right. Um, I just feel like this stuff has just been kind of crazy. Man. You know what? This, this to me, for me, is like like we talk about white people all the time. I'm kind of sick of it. Like white people, white people are doing their job for themselves, for their kids, for their power, for their country, for their situation. They're handling their business. What's driving me crazy is our own damn people. Our own people out, especially our college-educated ones who get the most shine, who be out, had their names all up out everywhere. They, they travel in the country teaching white people how to use hip-hop to teach black children, all that nonsense, right? And, and what they are selling us is, they're selling us a bill of goods that the best we could possibly do is to piggyback off of somebody else's system. There's not a near one of them having a meeting right now about how you build your own educational capital for people that haven't had it for 50, 60 years. Right. Ooh, There's not a single one of them having that meeting. Right. They out here wearing bow ties and dumb shit, writing stupid books that nobody should read. Pretending like they know something about teaching black children because they black and they don't have like a, a, a receipt to show you anywhere for ever educating anybody. Right. Working at think tanks, teaching people how to rap, you know. Come on, man. What's wrong with our people? Like white people are handling their business. Give them their props. They're doing their thing. What are people doing besides selling us cultural cyanide? Oh, we should integrate. Oh, Chris. we shouldn't build our own schools. <laughs> I hate our own schools. We should <laughs> have their schools. Not they have their schools. The Not have their schools. We should just be in there in the ba- even if it's in the basement. Even if it's in the basement, right? We should be with them. You got two people in a room. One saying, "Man, we ain't been educated for a long time. We should build some schools." The other one's like. No, boss. No, we can't do that. We can't build our own schools because because what would happen if we had our own schools? We'd have to teach ourselves. How are we going to teach ourselves without boss? How are we going to do it without boss? What is the next on? thing? Is- <laughs> Chris, Chris, Chris needs to get off his chest. Uh, <laughs> uh, comments, fellas. I, I, I have to comment as an educated Negro, but comment, fellas. <laughs> hey, you got you, you got the audio, man. Play the audio. I don't hear you comment. Well, no, no. I, the reason why I didn't play that one because that was the full five minute clip. I was trying to find the one that had it cut down to like that forty five second chunk where she kind of had it because I won't be able to well, scrub through it. All right. Well, before you play it, I mean... I'm not playing a, I'm saying we got Okay, got it. Got it. The, the, the point that, that Chris is, is making, um, it was a lot in there. I don't know what he has against uh, bow ties, you know, but you know, a lot of a lot of folks, uh, you know, they they rock. I actually want to see Chris in a bow tie. I, I, no. I want to see you in anything other than a t-shirt. <laughs> uh, bro, this is first of all, this this is not a t-shirt. This is a long sleeve t-shirt. t-shirt. <laughs> 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 oh my God! Let him make the point. But the point is, this idea we we say this a lot. Like you know, there's black people do not be afraid of starting, leading, creating your own schools. Mm. Like don't be don't be afraid. It's it's okay to um to to leave and build something. It's okay to have that kind of agency and build something. It, it's okay to actually protect your children from harm. Mm-hmm. And whatever that is, if it's physical harm, intellectual harm, cultural harm, spiritual harm, it is actually okay. God gave you that right to protect your child by any means necessary. And so y'all got to stop. On. Come through. You better do that. <laughs> Ray, you have to do it, Ray, uh, uh, Ray, you you soon to be Dr. Abram. I can't uh, wait. You want to have a wait. comment to Chris? I dare not. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait till he get his, uh, what do you call him, Dr. Anchor with his Just fish don't hat, put on the bow coveralls. Tie. Just don't Bro, put on the bow tie. I, I, actually, so, so listen, I don't know what you have against bow ties. I don't know what you guys have against people looking Ooh. good, people feeling good about themselves and whatnot. Like, I don't know what's happening right now. You just you diss me for feeling good about myself. In a t-shirt? Yeah. I feel comfortable. <laughs> I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm, you know, like this. 
I, I shouldn't feel constrained. You got a you got you got a good majority of the people that believe in the same things that you believe in that wear bow ties, bro. Who? The, the nation. You talking about the nation? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not going. Uh, I'm not going full on bean pie either. I just want you to know Jeez. right now. I'm not going full that, on yo, bean pie. Yeah, one of the best. That's one of the best inventions around, bro. You, you can have it. You can have it. Some some navy bean pie, navy bean pie, man. Best invention ever is an air conditioner. That's genius. So before, did you wait? 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 Oh, did you just say the best invention was was the air conditioner? It is, bro. I'm telling you right now. I'm a fan of air conditioning. Oh my gosh, I'm such a fan of air conditioning. A Facebook page for for air conditioning. That's how much of a fan I am. Well, why don't you tell them that it's also going to be against Republican, and then you can get 5,000 white folks in your group. Ray, you want to finish your thought uh, that you were going to make to Chris? No. Okay. Well, because I, 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 no, he, he's only he's only he's only going to get argumentative, and and then both of them are going to team up on me, and like I just don't even feel like doing. No, say it, man. Come on, c- come on. I got Republican you. Republican Ray. I, I, give us, give us I, you know, no, I, I wouldn't hear, hear from Republican Ray. You know yeah. what's funny is that every time Ray will interrupt everybody, he will interrupt the good Lord in the middle of Sunday. That's true. But when we say Ray, the floor is yours. <laughs> I know, I ain't got nothing to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ray, what do you think, Raymond? Oh. I don't, yo, I don't have nothing to say. <laughs> See right now you, know can't inter- you, you can't you, interrupt anybody. That's why. Been, yeah, that's you been that's not this thing. This thing. This episode, my goodness, man. So, Chris, I will respond since Ray won't. Uh, I, I think I, I don't know if it's just educated Negroes, as you like to say. I think I'm one of those educated Negroes now, but I do think that. For folks listening, I think I think what Chris is reiterating is that you are on your own. And just because somebody got a PhD or whatever, don't mean that they necessarily got your best interest at heart. And he's saying that oftentimes many of them don't. And I, I mean, listen, man, all, what I would add to that is, look, the emperor really don't got no clothes on. Like people really don't know. It's, it's one of two options is how I've come to this. Right. People either don't know what they're talking about because we ain't fixed the problem yet or they do know what the solution is uh, and they just ha- and they just are choosing not to do the right thing, which is way more heinous. So you probably should opt in for the first one. And just say I'm a little bit ignorant on this thing. Like, I think that there are different things that folks need to try and all this stuff, man. I think that it's always a problem if folks align themselves to like necessarily like a movement or like the teachers union or whatever the case is, as far as a scholarship and research is concerned. So it is a problem and it should be a problem for anybody out there. If a researcher says, I'm not going to publish anything that's, ne- that's going to be negative to the union. Like, and that's been said. That's we right. saw that being right. said. Loud like, and clear. As a researcher, that's not my job. I just released this data to the, at, the, at this, uh, this celebrating black educators thing that me, Dirk, and Jamoke did in Oakland. And black folks was a little upset with me because I showed the school that they love and that they want to praise. And I showed how black folks was graduating. And instead of getting mad at the data, there were some folks in some back channels like, well, where that, where, what, what, why would he put that out? Or why would he say that or whatever? Cause it's the truth. It's the truth. And if you getting more mad at the messenger for delivering you the truth than the actual message, then that's a problem. And you got to kind of check yourself, right? Because if we all are being honest, black kids have been getting the shaft in this country long before uh, the proliferation or of charters or how popular they got. Right. And like, Anybody can get these bullets, bro. Like anybody can get it. Like word to Sarah Carpenter, who everybody tried to everybody tried to to to, to stymie her name and say she was paid off and she was this and she was that. One, she actually asked being there some money to go do that thing, and they told her no. Two, she been on this bad charters, but like hot grease a long time. And if you look at her page today, she's going in on somebody. She cares about kids. She cares about the truth. And I think that if Chris saw more of the educated Negroes that he likes to point out, just tan, just dropping the truth and walking away, like the sister that we had on, Chris, you weren't on that episode, but it was really good, that said, look, this is what the data says about having black teachers in schools. I don't have no, that's it. Like, I'm gone, right? Like, now you do what you need to do. That's our job. So I I just wanted to kind of say that, and I, you know, but... You know, I I want to separate... I catch Uh, I want to separate the folks, too, so people don't feel like it's a blanket. Um, 
you travel, I travel, we all travel. You see black schools in places. Mm-hmm. So you see black people who have started schools. That They're not just talking about it. They're actually doing it. You also meet a lot of people that are helping to start them or working in them and teaching. Mm-hmm. They're not big and, and splashy. They're not all over trying to get, you know, all the, all the like praise for it. They're just doing it. Right. And meanwhile, you have a whole nother other class of people that are out preaching about how we need more integration, how we should join the other team, how we should cut off avenues to choices and options and stop trying to build our own thing. Those are two different groups of people. So when you say you're on your own, I think one of those groups is leaving you on your own if you're poor and black and need educational opportunities. I think that other group, the educators who really are trying to figure out how you teach in black schools and how you teach black kids and how you run black schools, they're the ones that aren't leaving you on your own. And those are the ones you should look up to. We should stop looking up to people just because they write books or give speeches or do whatever they do, right? We, we should look up to people that are actually getting the job done. No, I'm starting a school. I'm going to have kids in my classroom. I'm going to teach them how, how, how to read or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're not on your own. You, you're kind of on your own if, if you don't have any of those people in your community. But the bottom line is I, I don't want to blanket say, I, I do want to pick on bougie people, bougie black people. Like, like who, because like, listen, when I say educated Negroes are, are, are killing us, who do you think is educating them? Where do you think they're coming from? They're coming out of the academy. And they're not even realizing that there has been no place where more racist ideas have come from than the very academy that's given them their bow ties. Right. That's the irony. Uh, all right. All right. With the bow tie. With the bow tie. Come on. Knock it off. Listen, listen, you put on a bow tie, man. We done. Right. So I, I, had, I, had, I had a bow tie way before, way before a bow tie is a, a bow tie is a thing, you know. Hey, he can't, he, so, so if he get married again, I mean, brother get married, he can't wear a bow tie to his wedding, brother? You just, yeah, bow tie Negro, right just there. Wear a straight tie, you know. <laughs> My point is, don't let the academy give you a bow tie and then you come out here talking the same stuff without interrogating the academy that gave you your credentials. If you, if you interrogating black people who want change, and are leading the reform movement more than you're interrogating the, the university that gave you your credentials, there's, a, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, I mean, but we, but we, and we've talked about this though. I mean, before, I mean, well, just to be clear, most, most black PhDs or doctorate levels tend to come, I mean, the, the vast majority actually tend true. to come from black universities. That's right. I would, I would argue, and I, I have to double check it, but I'll argue that most of the folks that you're talking about the vast majority of them are not from black institutions. No, no, no. They're from PWIs. You look them oh, up yeah. to a one. Ain't nothing wrong with a PWI, man. Y'all gonna stop. <laughs> no, you look them up to a one. No, you know what? Up to a one. Ray, you gotta get this smoke, Ray. Because you that's the second time you have interrupted <laughs> since we gave you the floor. Like, we will not say anything, right? Ray, we will go 30 seconds of silence just so you can have it, brother. Say something now, bro. All right. All right. <laughs> Ray's tagged in. All right. So I hear what Chris, I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you a great deal. I do see um educated Negroes and uh man, how they eviscerate uh, our race in terms of like how they lead us down the uh the the wrong path. But what I will say is this, right? They're looking at it from the perspective of they got to put foods on their plate. They got to put food on their plate, right? And that's how they're eating. So they're not necessarily looking at it from the perspective of, all right, well, let me do right by my people. They're looking at it like, let me do right by my inner household. And so then I make this money and I put myself on an upward trajectory to change things for me and my inner family. They're not really thinking about everybody else. And so that's part of the problem. I think for me, the difference for me is that, man, I'm, a, I'm the same old race. So like, even when I defend, even when I, you know, I'm, I'm accepting to the Academy or whatever. Like I'm still going to be me because there's 40 episodes of me saying, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I really get, you know, but like, I've never been like a highest dollar kind of thing. It's more principle for me. Um, and that's, that's why I do the work that I do. So like, I don't really understand how some of these folks can do and say some of the things that they say, knowing that, Man, like they killing our race, bro. Like I don't know how they could do that. Like, well, I don't know. Is, how I, like you, you are in a school. Sharif yeah. is. In, Sharif has been in a school. Has been an educator. Yeah. When white people come for you on Twitter, 
when they come and like tell you all kinds of shyster or whatnot, yeah. one of the tactics that they use is to tag in a black person that agrees with them. Uh, yo, we just saw that right? the other day. We just saw right? that the other day. That's with that the, tactic. With the so, Ed dude, with the yeah. Ed dude when he brought the sister in from CUNY. Right. Right. So now here he is arguing with black people about what's best for black people. Yes. And, and he knows he's about to lose because yes. you don't argue with black people. About, so he taps in a black PhD who is his colleague. Yeah. And she comes in and says, guys, you know, just you leave the white man alone. Like, leave him. He's a good guy. I work with him. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's, 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 he's telling you what's best for your children. And I think that's kind of whack. But <laughs> just leave him alone. It's the greatest tactic ever to tap somebody in so that they can have license to keep going after you for trying to educate kids. Yeah, but that only brought us, that only made us more upset with him for him doing it. <laughs> I mean, it's that's, true. That's I mean, that's the age old tactic, right? You know, when you when you had our revolutionary speaking, the first thing they would do is go run and see like who do we have in our, you know, on our bench that could come in and, you know, jump on TV and, you know, jump on the radio and, and discount everything that they were saying that was pro our community. Let's find somebody to, you know, reject that and then elevate them as like, no, this is actually the expert about you people. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, you know, that's the thing, the stuff that we just have to, you know, continually to, to call out and then also just make sure that at the end of the day, we're talking about the 8 million black children. And until someone can show us evidence and families evidence that they are safe, that they are wanted, that they are loved and every, every, every you know, my, my thing is, if you're an academic, then you should know this because research after research after research shows that fam black families need to find schools where kids are safe. If they, if they have research that says children as young, black children as young as three or four years old suffer from the biases of their, of, of their educators, of their teachers, and yet we're still going to just discount that? Like, my four-year-old, like, no, like, absolutely. The reason why you can, but yeah. this is why you can discount it, though. And, and I mean, this is why folks discount it. Like, I mean, I do think you on your own. I, when I say alone, I mean on your own, and I mean alone. I mean, whether it's other black people or whomever, like, that's what I meant. Like, right. like listen, man, when you, we talking about folks that are in a different, like, often they are now in a different tax bracket, right? And like, what do black, what is the- Not often, but just about always. Historic, I say often, it's still, it's, uh, as somebody who has that degree, and I know some people, it's some folks that struggle. Right, you ain't struggling. So, so I'm a, don't interrupt me no more, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me, let me make my point, because Ray will throw you off, but I-, I Yeah, my point was something different. Go ahead and finish. That, that's yeah. not what I was saying. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no, I was, I was actually responding more to- um. I hear your part. I actually don't disagree with what you said, uh, Sharif. I was, I was double, I was tagging on to what Chris has said, but I was just saying like, alone means alone. Like historically when black folks have gotten money, right? Like one of the first investments that they make is in what? Education, right? That means that we always, we all grew up with somebody. If it was, it wasn't me, but we grew up with somebody. It's like their parents, either saved up, they saved up every little penny they had, or they had a little bit of money, they wouldn't put their kid in a private school, right? And usually, if you look at the trajectory of most PhDs, the doctorate level folks, and you trace back the type of school they went into or what was able to happen for them, many of them were sent away to a different type of school, right? Which actually has impacts and it does things for you. And we've talked about, if you look at the people who are at the top of the black intelligentsia, right? That's talking about education that gets the biggest platforms. And then you backwards map, what does that trajectory look like in schools or whatnot? I bet you see a lot of them wasn't actually fully in public schools. A lot of them probably went to like a white school or was probably bust in somewhere. And that does something to you. Like your experience actually does something to you. I, I, and I just like Ray said this and I actually really agree with him. People try to take care of their households first. So guess what? You being a doctor don't mean you know everything about everything. What it's supposed to mean is that you were raised in a, in a discipline around how to look at data. And what that really means is that you actually only looked at a small sliver of a topic and you went very, very deep on that thing. So you don't know about a whole bunch of other stuff. It's a lot of stuff that I, I, don't, I don't know about and I try not to comment on. But I, just, but I think the issue that Chris is pointing out is, is that there's like, there actually isn't real academics happening. What he is pointing to and what I have seen is there's taglines for folks that didn't study or research that thing deeply. And like, 
to be a part of this group at times, you got to know the taglines. You got to know the secret handshake. And the secret handshake is unions are good. Non-union stuff is bad. You know what I'm saying? And so I just think that that's just one of the things. I just wanted to say that because... I think there are some people that's putting out some really good research and are going there. You know what I mean? But I think what Chris is talking about is folks that he sees getting a lot of personal gain from it and has saw, has seen things start to come from it. So they double down and triple down on it, meaning like certain books or certain speeches or things like that. Um, I get or you, certain, man. Certain, I hear certain, certain articles in but, the Washington Post. Yeah. But the, but the emperor has no clothes, people like they're he's naked as fuck. Like I'm just t- <laughs> like, he's naked. Yeah. And, 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 and as a parent, you need to go back and grab some of your control and your power because, Ray, you are the expert on your child. Sharif, you're the expert on your child. And Chris, you're the expert on your child, which means if you choose to send them to a private school, that's your business. And I'm not mad at you. And if you can do that, that's a blessing. But it becomes problematic when you tell me what to do with my child. That's the point right there. That's the point. I would not have any of this animus that I have right now if people were just out studying what they want to study and writing their books and speeching their speeching and speechifying and all that stuff. I would have no problem with them doing any of that. You could just keep doing all that if you want to. Just don't come tell us that we shouldn't have any other options, that we should stay put in the schools that we have right now, that we shouldn't run any type of private schools or charter schools or new opportunities. Just don't tell us what to do. And then we have no problem. Right. Don't come for us. Don't write articles in The Washington Post talking about all black people who support reform are basically just doing white people's business for them. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, don't be a failed charter school leader with a kid in a private school writing dumb shit like that. But because actually, Chris, when you think about it, right, by him even by him saying that he's actually doing people's work. He's exactly, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's basically saying you need to, to keep sharecropping on somebody else's educational plantation. You need to stop that running away and doing your own thing stuff. The only people who try to fill your head with that are, are like carpetbaggers coming down, trying to take you off the plane. You know, he's doing that. Y'all, y'all going to stop this. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, but you know, when you, on, when you study history, like it, it's, it's, you know, it's beyond fascinating how so much of this stuff, it just, it change, it morphs, but it's the same thing. That's right. right. And so like, you know, after emancipation, right. And I've told this story before, um, Jane Pittman talks about in her autobiography, how, you know, as a child, they were leaving, they were like, no, we're not sharecropping. We're going somewhere safer, right. We're, we're, we're going to leave and people were out to kill them. Right. Like it was just like, ain't no way in the world you can't do that. And like a whole group that she was with where it was murdered simply for leaving, simply for saying, like, you know what? This isn't what's best for me. It's not what's best for my child. And I'm going to do something differently. And they were attacked viciously. And fast forward to now. It's still people are people deciding to do something different. They are attacked viciously. And just like Chris talked about, they get people who are so-called educated but they're miseducated. And then they, they basically sick them on, on people who are trying to do that. And often the victims of this are poor people of color. And we go listen to your final thought. You still nah, got- he don't get no final thought after that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you don't want it, you can pass it, but go ahead. I'm going to pass it to Ray. I'll come back to me. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. So listen, all right. This show is not anti-bow tie. We're not anti-academy, but you know, what we're, what we're saying is once you do your, once you do your PhD work, once you do your EDD work, uh, use it for some good and not just the good in your inner household. Talking about the good for our people, because there's a lot of things that your research can do in terms of opening up doors, creating policy, uh, creating agency for our people. So please make sure that you guys are using your research responsibly. Sharif, you ready, brother? Yeah, I, I would just say like, you know, we, we talked earlier about just, you know, um, this whole idea of average and stuff. And, you know, I, I you know, as y'all know, I have my I have had and have my issues with the Bush family. I don't care how many pieces of candy he gives to Michelle, you know, still got issues with uh, him. But the one thing that I, I am glad that it has happened is the disaggregation of the data. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and so being able to actually see, so, you know, like if you're, if you're doing this research, actually look and see what's happening. Look at the history, look at James Anderson's book where he's telling you, this is how black children are being educated. And every example 
They had options. They had opportunities, although limited during this time. We're talking about like, you know, late 1800s, early 1900s. As limited as they were, they were people were starting schools, creating schools, moving to get play. We see it now. We see it. You know, when when people are zip coded to a school, we see people saying, hey, you're going to live with your grandma. Oh, you're going to live with, your you know, you and your address is that abandoned house because we are constantly trying to find a way to educate our children. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's that's what the history is. That's what the legacy is. It ain't staying put like I, I just don't know. The Great Migration wasn't about staying put. And mm-hmm. so right now we need a great migration and we need the intellectuals who are, you know, just like, just they're ahead and they're saying they need to help with another type of great migration. That's what we need. Got you. Um, I'm going to leave a final, final word for Chris since uh, it was his topic. I, 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 um, I mean, I, I, I think this was a really good show. And, and I think this is one of the best things about the A Black Hands is that we agree on a lot of stuff and we don't agree on a lot of stuff. I think, um, I like being positive both times. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I appreciate, and I appreciate black doctors right in different disciplines. I think, you know, one of the things that I, that and Chris I, hate everybody. <laughs> I, 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 you know what, man, I actually, I actually really appreciate Chris. Uh, even when I disagree, I think that like, I, I think that you have a perspective. I think Chris is a free Negro parent. Uh, and I think I see him as somebody who had a rough go about it. The first kid he had and felt and felt helpless and hopeless and then got some stuff about himself. And it's like, you know what? Nah, I'm on par with you, Cass. I think he is the definition of actual agency in practice. And I think that when you, when you put your trust in other people for so long and then you learn the truth, I think you got some animus that you need to get off your chest. I could be wrong, but that's, Mm -hmm. that's how I feel about it. And and that's where I think that comes from. I'm somebody, I want to actually own the full conversation. I actually want I want the, I want to sit down with these people. I want I want to I want to talk to the brother from the Washington Post article. I actually want to like and, and I want us to actually have to hold of account around the stuff that people are saying, right? I want to be able to ask questions of where did you send your kid or what did it look like for you? And I want us to have a real conversation. That answer is always the same, Cole. But, it, but that, that but answer I, is I always. Have, I mean, that's my issue. I want to have. I mean, the, I, I know this is your last piece, but I just want to say that you looking like that what, answer. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but that answer is always the same. I think so. Where, <laughs> where did you send your kid? So right, I, where would you send your kid? It's never the the way that they're trying to tell other people to do. Never. It's never, ever, ever going to happen. Uh, that's right. Thank you, uh, Ray Elmecki. I appreciate that. <laughs> Ray, solidarity in the struggle, bro. <laughs> so, but, but, but my point is, I want to have a conversation. And I think I have more of an issue with if, if when I meet people and they genuinely feel that way, like I've met poor people that feel that way, right? And it's like, okay. And, and they deciding to keep their kids where they keeping them, right? And I said, that's your business. Like, so I do think there are some genuine folks. I think the more animus and I get more upset when it feels like you setting a set of standards for other people and you actually live in a whole different life. And I think that's when it becomes a problem. When you talk about how bad these schools are, about whitey this and white folks that or whatever, and as soon as you got some bread, you was like, I'm putting my kids way over there with them people, and uh, and I'm gonna tell these other Negroes to keep their kids here, and it's a problem if they leave. I think then it's a problem, right? And I, But I wanna have a conversation because I, don't, I have not seen anybody actually ask in any of these interviews, well, let's talk about the path for your child. What was that path for? And like, let's actually understand it, right? So Chris, we leave a final word to you, and, but, but Ray and Sharif, I actually really appreciate that. Even in your, uh, Sharif, I, I appreciate the emotion there, brother. We, we should see more of that. Chris, it's all you, take us home. Well, the first thing that I'll say is you mentioned the the writer in the Washington Post. Uh, you want to talk to him. I did talk to him a couple of years ago when he had his kid in a private school, asked him, how how can he square that? that? Christopher. How, how, how can he square having his kid in, in a private school? And he straight up said to me, I am educated. Like, so I know how to make a good choice, but we're giving out all these vouchers to families that don't understand that they're putting their kids in bad private schools. And I was like, so wait a second. So your pushback is you can have a private school because you're smart, but the poor can't have it because they too dumb and ignorant for it. So they don't deserve the opportunity to even try to pick a, a alternative school. That was the, that was the straight up answer that that was like between you and me, that was the answer that this Negro said to me. Oh, Anyways, uh, between you and me, because it's just uh, us listening. <laughs> it's just us listening. It's just a couple of friends talking about it right now. Um, 
you know, I heard Sharif kind of mention the Bush family in passing. I do have to say that I had the opportunity to interview uh, Jeb Bush recently. Enjoyed the hell out of it. This is what we don't. <laughs> Aren't you a Bush fellow? This is this is a place where we don't agree. I don't. I feel like there has not been anybody who has done more for education since the year two thousand than the Bush family. Right. Aren't you a Bush fellow? Put that uh, out there. Are you a Bush fellow? It, yes or no? How you going to drop that in the final thought? And brother, are you a you know? Is, is, brother, is you, know a, you know, being a Bush fellow means something very different from where he is. Not the same Bush, bro. <laughs> I am a 2014 Bush fellow, but let me just say this: that's not the uh, Bush family, right? Let, let me just say this: when, when when Jeb Bush was president or not president, governor of of Florida. During his time, the number of black children taking and passing AP classes went up by 300%. He, the, Florida was dead last in, in, in everything just about when he took office. And when he left, the trajectory of black children and brown children had surpassed Minnesota and all these northern places where we think we're so superior, right? Hey, I'm going to shoot you my only point of, My only point of bringing it up yeah. is... I don't care if you look like me and you're getting no results or you're somebody I'm supposed to not like and you are getting results. To me, the result is what matters to me. And the devil will send you people who you are cool with to do you damage sometimes. Absolutely. And we'll send you, and we'll send you people that look like somebody you should push aside who have come to help you. Right. So to me, the thing that is that is key is do we have stats and measurements and standards and outcomes and results? Can we see trajectory for our children? Can we make it real? Can we see it for real? Don't write me a book about hip hop uh, and teaching teachers to, to, to hip hop, do rap and all that stuff. Yo, you can't take, you school. can only take shots at one at a time. Start you a can't school. take shots at I, two of them in I, one episode. I, I, got, I got real love for the person you just it, 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 shot at. So, so, I mean, it is. You, Charles, you got real love I mean, for everybody. You got love for everybody. But yeah, 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 yeah. I told you, that brother helped me out when he didn't have to. That brother should help out black people who are running charter schools. That's what that brother The episode has to end. It has to end. But I gotta do it. I, I still gotta. If somebody says something about you, brother, I would do the same thing, brother. I, I'm, not, I, I mean, just, about me. I'm, I'm not mad at Chris. I'm not mad at Chris. He can say it. I, I'm, hey, I'm hey, do what to, I need to do. To, 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 I, to, I would just say I don't think he's. You know, the person you're talking about, like he's not against charters. Like you know, from my understanding. So right. nah, bro. He, oh, he's, he looked out for you too, right, Sharif? See, that's all I'm saying is at the A Black Hands, we love each other. We gonna go to war for each other. We don't always agree. Hey, we don't always agree. Hey, but, but I, I, mean, I, I need to say my last point. The criticism that I that, that no, he you, often you talks about is point. no, 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 stop. Yeah. Wait a minute, this is the last piece. This is the last piece. No, no we ended <laughs> it right now. All right, all ended right. it. Ray don't get to have another thought. You I wanted to know what Sharif was going to say. Why are you being all TFA on it? Uh, why, no. why are you getting all TFA on it? You know why? Because y'all going to listen. Why you got to take us to the Western world? Why are you going to be Western about it? We're going to set a rules and then we're going to follow them. This is the 8 Black Hands Podcast. Y'all got to listen next week to hear what Sharif thought. <laughs> Overseer. <laughs> oh, 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 my gosh. You have been listening to the A Black Hands Podcast with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecki, and Stewart. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at 8BlackHands1. Thank you for listening.